From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4 Baker Baker. You have tuned WIA National News, the December 8 edition it is. And Science Australia's using pop radio to track space junk. Gizmodo.com.au are saying space junk is a serious problem. It threatens satellites and spacecraft and can plummet unpredictably to Earth. Australia's Murchison Wide Field Array is a high-sensitivity radio telescope that tracks space debris as small as one metre across by observing how the objects reflect FM signals from Australian radio stations. Yep, it's listening to Real Aussie FM radio from space. When FM broadcast radio signals travelling out into space encounter debris, some of the radio waves are reflected back towards Earth. The Murchison Wide Field Array can pick up signals from objects as far as 997.8 kilometres away. So the next time you hear Nathan, Nat and Sean, or even Kyle on the radio, just think, you're helping monitor this space junk. Australians are risking identity theft by offloading old memory cards on eBay and the like without properly deleting their personal data, experts warn. Brisbane's Courier-Mail newspaper says of 140 second-hand memory cards on the online auction site, over an 11-month period, a study group managed to recover photos, videos, text messages, sensitive documents and even homemade pornography. 20 cards showed no attempt to delete data and some senders merely requested the buyer ignore or delete the contents. Out-of-home advertising with the acronym of WHO, has created a billboard that will change the advertisement feature depending on the weather. The billboard features a series of panels changing depending on various external factors. This allows advertisers to transform their message depending on the local temperature outside. This new digital technology allows temperature parting to provide advertisers with the opportunity to change their message based on the local temperatures at specific location of that advertisement. The first advertiser to implement the technology, Unilever, is promoting its Magnum and Lipton iced tea products to people when the daily maximum forecast temperature exceeds the monthly maximum average in that local area of the billboard. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. WIA Board Talk. A display of amateur radio targeted purely at the audience attending the first ever Sydney Australia Mini Maker Fair has been deemed a success by the do-it-yourself audience who visited up to 100 exhibits. The approach taken by the WIA at this family-friendly event in Sydney's Powerhouse Museum was also used at the Melbourne DIY show earlier in the month. In Sydney, the WIA joined up with the Operation Helios High Altitude Balloon Team, the University of New South Wales BlueSat Low Earth Orbit Satellite Project and the Manly Warringah Radio Society. The DIY aspects of amateur radio did raise interest among other displays at the Powerhouse Museum, including robots, 3D printers, electric cars and the like. New to many at the Sydney and Melbourne events is amateur radio's ability to handle telemetry for their experiments and other practical experimentation. Participation at them is in line with a recent WIA email survey of its radio clubs on the broad topic of how best to promote modern amateur radio. 
For the month of December, WIA members can benefit from a massive 30% reduction on the price of selected titles from the bookshop. Visit the online WIA store for details. Now, supply of these books are strictly limited. Once they've gone, so will be the special price. Orders will be filled on a first-come, first-served basis, so act quickly to avoid disappointment. And the WIA will be sending out deliveries until the office closes at 4pm Friday, December 20. So even if you end up leaving it right to the end, you should have it by Christmas. Use images to effect. Looking at ways to publicise your radio club? Think about using images to make ideas inspiring, motivating, captivating and present a call to action. Tell the viewer that amateur radio is easily accessed by people of all ages, gender and abilities. Images are of great help in the visual society. However, lots of people taking digital photographs fall into the trap of just taking happy snaps, not really suitable for publicity. Study the pictures in the newspapers to see how they tell a story. Behind them is a selection process to get the right picture. A similar selection occurs during weddings and other events. It should be applied to radio publicity also. If you can, appoint somebody with knowledge about photography to illustrate a message and reinforce it. Get it right and you will find that people are able to process the information almost instantly. A picture tells a thousand words. Photographs are also useful to record history at events or occasions, while those used as publicity shots impart the message you want the audience to receive. A reminder that the WIA, through the clubs, organisers and members, will be holding its PR for Amateur Radio Expo on April the 13th to the 15th to celebrate World Amateur Radio Day. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Now, tell you what, 80 seconds it will be today. VK2, and it's a December date in VK2, the combined CCARC and Central Coast Weissen Christmas Lunch on the 14th, Murray Marathon Canoe Event the 26th to the 31st, Hornsby End of Year Picnic at West Pennant Hills on the 28th. Also in VK2, the 2014 WIA call book is available from VK2WI for personal collection on Sunday mornings, and the member pickup price, $25. You should also, though, check with your club as many have obtained copies for you. VK4 and Q News, the TARC 2013 Christmas Party and Monster Auction happens Sunday afternoon, that's December 15, from 2pm at the VK4 FNQT HF Hub. And John has arranged some fantastic lucky door prizes. A call for catering numbers is underway. Contact Gavin VK4 Zulu Zulu. Otherwise, you may go hungry. Across Australia from BK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In Adelaide, it can be heard on VK5RAD 147FM at 9am local every Sunday morning. I'm Bob, BK5NZ. What use is an F-call? In June 2011, I started a weekly net for new and returning hams. It was born from the idea that there had to be a place where people could congregate and learn. At the time, the ink on my licence was barely dry, and my amateur radio on-air time could be measured in minutes rather than hours. The net is called F-Troop, and in the past I've spoken a little about it here, how you can participate and when it's on. For the record, it's from 0800 to 0900 every Saturday morning, Western Standard Time, or midnight UTC, 
Locally, it's on VK6 RAP 146.7 MHz or via the VK3 JED Echolink Conference or IRLP Node 9558. But that's not what I want to talk about today. It's more about the impact of the net within amateur radio. As a direct result, I have people contacting me via email, phone and radio and meet people face-to-face every week. These interactions stimulate inventions, ideas and experiments and in turn encourage new people to participate. I get regular comments about people listening in on the side and learning. We regularly have people use the net for their very first QSO. It's become a magnet for interest and variety. I'm telling you this because this was all very unexpected. The side effects of creating a place where people can congregate with similar interests far exceed those of the one hour that F-Troop represents. You can participate in F-Troop as it stands, or you can do your own thing. Start up your own little group of adventurers. Joining a club is one way of interacting, starting a discussion group, or planning a campout or a barbecue, or any such activity is another way of getting in touch with other amateurs. When I started F-Troop, I knew nothing about amateur radio. Today, I know a little more, and it's because I went out to the community and talked to them. There's no rule book that you have to follow. No one you need to ask for permission to have an idea. If you have an interest, get out and talk to someone. Don't be afraid to look like a goose. I do it every day. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational News on Felix VK4FUQ, Dateline 2014. WIA John Moyle Field Day, weekend March 15 16. WIA Summer VHF UHF Field Day, 11 12 January. MSAT Straight Key Night, January 1. MSAT Straight Key Night will be in memory of W2LV. You are cordially invited to participate in Straight Key Night on Oscar 2014. Sponsored by MSAT for all radio amateurs throughout the world. Operate CW through any amateur satellite from 0001 hours through 24 hours UTC on January 1, 2014. Using a manual non-electronic key. Note that bugs are now allowed as they are in similar ARRL and SKCC events. There is no need to send in a log, but please nominate someone you worked for best fist. Your nominee need not have the best fist of those you heard, just of those you worked. Send your nomination to w2rs at ampsat.org. This year's event is being held in memory of Robert Morris, 1902-1997, W2LV. Bob's amateur and professional career in radio literally spanned the era from spark to satellite. One of the first to work across the Atlantic in 1923, he also received satellite DXEC number 2 in 1979. Special event stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice, Australia. VK 2013 TDF is active until December 31, commemorating the Tour de Freedom cycling event being held between Esperance and Perth. QSL via operator's instructions. Somalia. 600LA has been active on 20 minutes using CW around 1640 to 1730 Zulu. QSL via LA4GHA. AU2JCB India. Look for the Indian Special Event Station AU2JCB, which is active until December the 10th. 
Operations are to celebrate the 155th anniversary of the birth, November 30th, of Sir Jagannish Chandra Bose, India's great scientist and inventor who they consider the father of wireless communication. Activity will be on 80 to 6 metres using SSB, SSTV, PSK and FM. The operator is served by VU2DSI. Unfortunately, this is not a Bureau operation, so QSL Direct with two IRCs do VU2DSI. ZT1T ZT1T will be operating from the 8th of December 2013 to the 12th night of Christmas. Celebrating the rescue of ZS1 AFS and ZS1 AFR from Mid-South Atlantic, they will be using this unique call sign ZT1. This is the third Christmas that the ZT1T call sign is being aired. Also, one of the permanent license conditions is that visitors to the ZS1 AFS stroke ZS1 AFR station can operate the ZT call after presenting a current amateur radio license for verification. Russian special event R0000 R four zeros in the letter O symbolizing the Olympic rings is on the air in the context of the 2014 Winter Olympic Games and 2014 Paralympic Games. QRV until March 31 in 2014. QSL via UA1OJL LOTW EQSL. Intruder Watch Enforcement Zone. UK government told to tackle broadband noise. Internet service provider Zen Internet has called on the UK government to tackle broadband noise in the HF radio spectrum. ISP Review reports that the company has called upon the government to get tough on the causes of repetitive electric impulse noise, REIN, which references a type of electrical interference that can disrupt the performance and stability of consumer broadband services, for example, ADSL and FTTC lines. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Enningham. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on HF on 80, 40, 20 and 10 metres, 6 and 2 metre repeaters around Tasmania, and also HF and UHF CB in the Hobart area from 9am on Sundays, and is followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast at 9.30am. I'm Justin, VK7 Tango Whiskey. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. In Canada, a Prince George man's contribution in emergency radio communications have earned him a Public Safety Lifeline Volunteers Award from British Columbia's Justice Minister, Suzanne Anton. In addition to a 35-year radio communications career in the Federal Public Service, Frank van der Zand, Victor Echo 7 Alpha Victor, has been teaching amateur radio since 1970, according to a biography provided by the Ministry. First licensed at the age of 14, Frank has been associated with the Red Cross as a Disaster Management Emergency Response Team member since 2001 and has been the project lead for the Prince George Amateur Radio Club Emergency Communications Trailer, now used to support search and rescue efforts across northern British Columbia. In New Zealand, North Island TV has gone digital. TV in the Upper North Island, Waikato and the Bay of Plenty went digital on the 1st of December 2013. For the ZL viewer, this means they now need Freeview, Sky or Igloo to continue watching TV. This completes the switchover to digital TV for all of New Zealand. Here on this side of the ditch, our final analogue TV transmitters on Melbourne's Mount Dandenong will be turned off for good this Tuesday, December the 10th. To mark this historical event, 
Amateur Radio Victoria is planning a special telecast on its digital amateur television repeater, VK3RTV, instead of just having a blank screen full of snow. While digital TV has been steadily available to the free-to-wear stations, they've been able to keep their analogue transmitters on conventional channels. While the phase-out of the old analogue TV began in mid-2010, the final switch-off is this Tuesday from Mount Dandenong and some remote central and eastern Australia areas. Amateur Radio Victoria wants to capture what happens when TV stations finally go analogue QRT. Watch for details of this special VK3 RTV telecast. In the USA, Dennis Steinman's invention sets the world a quiver. He has a system he thinks is a better way of tracking game shot by arrow. He attaches a radio transmitter first to the arrow, and then it penetrates the animal that it's shot. He's hoping that it will help deer hunters more easily recover arrow-shot animals. The game vector deer recovery system hit the market in July and meets two challenges, Steinman said. The electronics had to be very small and powerful, with the least amount of battery consumption as possible. The other part was the delivery system that gets it to the deer. The plastics had to be lightweight but durable. The system features a plastic transmitter compartment that attaches to an arrow behind the broadhead. A barb sticks out from the front and attaches to an animal's hide when the arrow strikes. It's designed to part from the arrow as it continues past the skin. A small handheld receiver is used to pick up the transmitter's radio signal. In Ohio, applications covering more than 1,200 Ohio schools have been submitted for state grants to pay for emergency radios and entrance security features for such buildings. The school radios manufactured by Motorola were developed by the multi-agency radio communication system MARCS, a high-tech statewide system that allows first responders to easily talk to any agency with MARCS radios. The radio has a microphone that permits voice communication, but the button also allows a school employee to send an electronic alert and then hide or help others without speaking and giving away their presence to an intruder. The radio avoids problems with downed phone lines or busy cell phone towers. Dutch Telecom says big instant fines for FM pirates. The telecommunications regulator in Holland has said it's going to get tough with radio pirate broadcasts and will be hitting them hard where it hurts the most in their wallets. Amateur Radio Newsline's Stephen Kinford, N8WB, has the details. The Netherlands Telecommunication Regulator Agentscape Telecom says it will no longer simply warn those involved in illegal radio broadcasts, but will immediately issue heavy monetary fines. The penalty applies to all illegal FM broadcasts and can cost wrongdoers as much as 60000 U.S. dollars. Up to now, owners of land or buildings where an antenna system is located have received an initial warning letter asking them to stop the illegal broadcast. A fine was imposed only if it appeared that the station was still in operation after that warning letter was received. Under the agency's new policy, offenders will get an instant fine. This applies to all involved, including the property owner or tenant where the transmitter is situated, as well as the broadcast operators themselves. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Stephen Kinford, NAWB reporting. IOTA urgently needs developers to work on coding for the IOTA website. Volunteers should be reasonably familiar with MySQL PHP and JavaScript. The code is version controlled by G-I-T-H-U-B, how to pronounce that, GitHub. So familiarity with this would also be useful. IOTA operates a tiny budget, so the role is primarily for volunteers. Please contact iota.online at rsgb.org.uk if you think you could help. 
The first SOTA Mighty Might weekend will be held 7th and 8th of December. The aim is simply to get on the air to make SOTA contacts using Rock Mites or Rock Mite clones, that's M-I-T-E. Chasers and activators are equally welcome. SOTA Beams will provide a trophy for the person who publishes the most interesting account of their activities over the weekend on SOTA Watch at www.sotawatch.org.uk. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline are on the web at www.arnewsline.org and I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1 WIA. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Look on the media scene and it's to Jeff VK4 Zulu Papa Papa who's popped in from his regular appearance on the old Q News after the national news here in VK4. And Jeff's going to take a look at the December AR magazine for us. Peter Parker, VK3YE, looks at a versatile HF antenna for portable use. Then, if your interest turns to a simple receiver, see John Titmus' step-by-step guide to setting up a Realtek DTV dongle with SDR Sharp software. VK2JS gives an insight into home brewing an antenna matching unit, whilst if you've lost it after the microwave bands, have a look at VK3XDK's explanation on what goes into using transverters for these higher bands. The regular columns bring the world of the hobby home to you and me. For people who are not Wireless Institute members, AR is available through your newsagent. Continuing, Media Watch and VHF Communications magazine is closing down after 45 years of continuous publication. A message on their website says that VHF Communications was the foremost construction-oriented publication for radio amateurs and professional RF communication engineers. The magazine especially covered VHF, UHF and microwave communications, published from 1969 to 2013. The last magazine published was issue 4 of 2013. December 2013 K9YA Telegraph is now available. The December 2013 issue of the K9YA Telegraph is now available, a free general interest monthly amateur radio electronic magazine, delivered as a full-colour PDF file. It's authored by Philip K9PL. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you are tuned to the WIA National News Service. From Castledon in North Brisbane, it is transmitted on 7.130 MHz at 2300 UTC Saturdays. I'm Paul, VK4, Bravo Golf Tango. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Groups ATV, VK2 Central Coast, VK2 RTG Amateur Television Test Transmissions are still on 444.250. They're transmitted on Monday and Tuesday evenings from 7.30pm local and since the relocation of one of the antennas a few weeks ago, now cover even more of the Central Coast and possibly down into Sydney's northern beaches. The content is varied, but each week contains Ham Nation from Bob Hyle and Friends on one of the nights. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. Live video streaming from the ISS. 
The N2YO satellite tracking website provides live video streaming from the International Space Station when the complex is in contact with the ground through its high-speed communication antenna and NASA's tracking and data relay satellite system. During loss of signal periods, you will see a blue screen. Since the station orbits the Earth every 90 minutes, it sees a sunrise and sunset every 45 minutes. When the station is in darkness, external camera video may appear black, but may also provide some spectacular views of city lights below. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, ILLW. In the International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, held in August, it's Germany in the lead with 28 registrations, just nudging out its traditional rival, Australia, on 27. The pair has half of the nearly 110 entries already in from 22 countries. A look at VK shows that Victoria has nine registrations, about double that of VK4 and VK7, with the remainder of Australia mainly having only two or three listed. It's early days, with many more registrations expected from throughout the world as we head towards more than 500. If you'd like to register for the fun event, it's on the 16th and 17th of August. Just simply go to the website www.illw.net. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amity Young Timers. A youth net meets Saturdays at 0100 UTC on IRLP Reflector No. 2, Young Hams Net and 3.59 MHz, 7.30 Victorian Time. December is Ham Yota Month. Lisa Linders, PA2LS, IARU Region 1 Youth Coordinator, says that during this month, several countries are active with Yota as a suffix in the call sign. Now, the idea for this is to break the ice for some youngsters and take to their microphone. At least 17 stations from 14 countries with young hams will be active. So try and work one of the many Yota call signs. A special youngsters on the air award is available. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Friday, December the 27th, 2013, it's the Murray Marathon Yarrawonga, Spawn Hill. If you can help with this one, please contact Gerard Werner, VK3GER. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. As time goes by, VK4BB rewinds to Ham Radio's Halcyon Days. The Gladstone Observer has published a story on an old radio transmitter laying unused in a Tannum Sands residence. Owner Kerry Mitchell believes the 5 kilowatt sound transmitter to be the world's oldest operating transmitter of this model. The ABC used it from 1959 all the way through to 1983, he said. It was then used by community radio for 24-odd years, and it has hailed the coming of the Queen, the arrival of the Beatles, Cyclone Tracy and some of the greatest politicians. Mr Mitchell is on a mission to see the Marconi transmitter laid to rest in a preserved state in the Queensland Museum. The 44-year-old transmitter model is a remarkable time capsule for the development of technology throughout the years. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contact from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions www.wia.org.au. About to wrap up WIA National News for another week. On the social scene, January 24 to 27 in VK4, it's the Tark Australia Day long weekend, the family radio camp at Girl Guides campsite Blue Water. February 23 in VK2, 
It's the Wyong Field Day and it's on come rain, hail or shine. The closing date for trader and exhibitor applications for the Wyong Field Day, as stated on the application forms, was yesterday, the 7th of December. We will try to fit in late applications, however space is limited. So if a trader or exhibitor still wishes to apply, please do so as soon as possible, so as to get the best spot possible of the ones remaining. Being the largest event of its kind in the Southern Hemisphere, the Wyong Field Day attracts the largest number of radio amateurs. So if you wish to exhibit or trade, there's no better place than Wyong. The response received for the club fair has been disappointing. The couple of clubs that did apply will be accommodated along with the other exhibitors. However, we will not have a separate area for clubs to present themselves and sign up new members as had been planned. It's a shame that this opportunity was not taken up by more clubs. We do, however, have some additional exhibitors to announce this week. The Marine Rescue Group, who are based locally at Nora Head, will be exhibiting at the Wyong Field Day for the first time. As usual, Wyson, Alara and the Hornsby and District ARC will also be exhibiting. Whether it's seeking that bargain from the flea market, buying that discounted new equipment from the trader stands, educating yourself at the seminars and exhibitors stalls, or even taking that license upgrade assessment, the place to be on February 23 is undoubtedly the CCARC Field Day at Wyong. 73 till next week. This is Ed, VK2JI, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. Okie dokie. Well, that is the end of WIA National News for another week. As we always say, I'm Graham VK4BB and walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.